Welcome to LNG TV, bringing you dynamic conversations, thought-provoking reflections and inspiring stories from the leaders, pioneers and change agents spearheading growth across gas and LNG markets worldwide and shaping the transition to a cleaner, more sustainable and prosperous global energy landscape of tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Frontiers and Pioneers, in association with Sempra LNG. Hello and welcome to LNG TV. I'm Ali Vansel and alongside me is Will Dawson for the latest episode of Frontiers and Pioneers. Today we're delighted to be joined by John Charles Papians, Head of Liquefaction for Global LNG North America at Total Energies. John Charles oversees their LNG portfolio that includes Cameron LNG, volume from Chenier Sabine Pass LNG, and Total Energy's involvement in the Echo Liquefaction Project in Mexico that took FID in 2020. Jean-Charles, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for inviting me. Let's talk about Total becoming Total Energies. Um, it'd be great to understand a little bit more about this evolution for the company. The evolution is the result or the consequence of what's happening in the world today. The US West Coast and Southern Europe are burning. Siberia forests are burning. Yet at the same time, the US Deep South is exposed to more and more major hurricanes. You have seen the torrential rains in Germany and Belgium lately, and the Arctic ice is melting. So climate change is real, and we had to react. In fact, the transformation of the group began shortly after the signing of the Paris Agreement in early 16, with the creation of gas, renewables, and power devoted to electricity and gas, including LNG. But 2020 was truly a milestone where the group stated its ambition to get to net zero carbon by 2050. The only way to get there is to really transform ourselves into a broad energy company, a company that offers not only one source of energy, but multiple sources of energy to meet an ever-growing demand. And to mark this transformation, we decided to change our name into Total Energies and uh, to change the colors of our logo. Each of them represents a different source of energy, oil, gas, hydrogen, biogas, wind and solar, that we will offer to our customers. The two growth engines of the group in the years to come are definitely renewables and energy. For instance, for the renewables, we have the ambition to become one of the top five leading producers of renewable energies by 2030. We increased our renewable power generation capacity by seven gigawatt last year, with the goal to continue our investments to reach 35 gigawatt by 2025 and 100 gigawatt by 2030. Can you imagine? This is huge. That would represent roughly $60 billion in investments in renewables and electricity over the next decade. This is a very exciting time and it is really a great feeling to be part of such transformation. Could you share a little bit more about where LNG fits in for Total Energies? LNG fit perfectly in the strategy and is at its core since LNG will play two roles in the way we see the energy transition. Number one, promoting a switch from coal to gas in power generation, mainly in Asia, in China and in India. China uh, electricity is 60% coal based and I think India should be in the same range. Yet these countries need energy. So we'll solidify our presence across the entire LNG value chain in all oil energy plants around the world, in Russia, in Mozambique, PNG, Qatar, etc., to boost our LNG production and promote that switch from coal to gas. Number two, 
renewables are great so long as there is wind and the sun is shining. I mean, I'm not inventing anything here. And I am convinced that the battery wind solar revolution will happen. But we are not there yet. And we strongly believe that LNG is the perfect complement to renewables in the energy transition to solve this issue of intermittency. Obviously, gas is not carbon emission free. So we are working not only on taking as much carbon as possible out of the LNG value chain through, for instance, projects in carbon capture and storage or nature-based solutions, but also on greening our gas by blending it with biogas and green hydrogen. We have a lot of projects in the pipe regarding these. Total Energies is one of the largest exporters of LNG in North America, but where does the region fit in in Total Energy's general strategy and when it comes to the future? North America will play very important role in the future of the LNG business. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Total Energies is offtaking LNG from five out of the six LNG facilities operating in the US. And Total Energy actually became the largest exporter of LNG in the US in 2020, with more than 10 million tons per annum of LNG export capacity. So that represents roughly 25% of our 40 million tons per annum overall LNG portfolio. So Yes, North America is important to us. The reasons are simple. Geographical and political risks diversification. Abundance of cheap gas resulting from the shale revolution. Abundance of existing gas infrastructure. New index in the portfolio, Ariab, And flexibility and free destination. The turning point in the US for Total Energies was the acquisition of the NGLNG assets in 2018. Until then, Total Energy was only an FOB buyer from Chenier. With Cameron LNG, Total Energies became present in the entire value chain in the US, with the exception of the upstream, which fitted better with the integrated model of Total Energies and which allowed us to maximize every element of the value chain. This is our strategy, to be an integrated player. As far as the future is concerned, we do not feel the need to go, to go for new projects here in North America. We just got the FID in the Energia Costa Azul project in Mexico. The only project that we are contemplating today in the US is the expansion of the Cameron facilities, which should have good economics. And this is what we are doing now. We are discussing with our partners about the expansion of Cameron. So John Charles, you've, you yourself have been in the US for um, gosh, six years or so since 2015. Um, your timing was pretty impeccable in that you have witnessed the emergence of the US LNG industry from an exporter perspective. Um, you know, how would you sum up the last six years? You know, when I started in the LNG business in the early 2000s in London, uh, our business model was to monetize as much as we could our gas import terminal at Everett in Boston and source new energy supply to the US. Which was, and, and I quote the words of one of the company we were negotiating with in the days because it is stuck in my memory. The US was a market with no offtake risk and no price risk. Look at where we are now. The US is now exporting LNG, and this flip is the reason why I came here to the US to represent and defend NG's interests at the Cameron, Cameron LNG board and also take care of the gas supply and pipeline management. And I have to say that Cameron Energy in itself is the kind of project that I always wanted to experience. To see a project develop from a slide pack presented before the COMEX, 
project that was approved by the COMEX. We started the construction. The project is now completed after five years of construction and the three trains are now operating and exporting energy worldwide. This has been an amazing experience to live it from inside. And I can tell you, it was a bumpy ride with two APC bankruptcies avoided and one that actually happened with McDermott going to chapter 11. Another good memory of this project is the friendship we could create with our partners in this project. I can tell you that if we were not respecting and understanding each other, this project could have gone the other way. But to come back to your questions, the emergence of the first wave of LNG project uh, has been quick and I would say successful. Will a second wave follow? I don't know. But if it does, I think it will be radically different from the first one in terms of structuring, financing, I don't know, risk allocation, pricing, and even technology. The world has changed since then, so the industry, the industry has to adapt as well. You've mentioned, um, in, in terms of Total Energy's portfolio in North America from an energy perspective, it, you know, you're involved in joint ventures. Um, you and your role, you sit over um, or on the board of a number of joint ventures. You know, what do you think are some of the most important things when you are involved in joint ventures? And you know, how do you see your role? Um, the role is twofold. First and foremost, I'm here to defend the interests of the company that I represent, and uh, I'm here to maximize our investment in the joint venture. That's very important. I mean, we invest, we have to have a return on investment. My other role is to get along with our partners, to make sure we understand each other and take the right decisions together. To get along is even more important when you face difficulties. And as I said uh, in, the, in the previous questions, we had a fair share of difficulties during the construction of the Cameron facilities. It was not easy, but we got along very well and we took, I think, the right decisions. And the best way to get along is to know each other. And the best way to know each other is to meet not only in formal settings, like board meetings, but also in informal settings, lunch, dinner, drink, where you can exchange informally. Only then you can build trust and long-lasting relationships. And this is paramount to success. I have to say that I'm very happy and I'm very happy about the success of Cameron. And I consider the relationships amongst partners in the Cameron project a real success. And I'm taking this opportunity to thank all my partners in the LNG project, in the Cameron LNG project with all my heart for that what is a good relationship we developed over the years and the good understanding we had with each other that allowed us to take the right decisions. Staying with your personal career journey, you're, you're a Frenchman living in, in Houston, Texas. I mean, how did you get into the um, LNG industry? Uh, as I said earlier, I joined the LNG industry in 2002 in London when Suez, and it was Tractable in the days, decided to create a new LNG business unit that would not only aim to create arbitrage opportunities between our two rigas terminals in Boston and in Belgium, but also uh, develop new LNG sales opportunities. So it was a very interesting experience but, uh, because we started from scratch. We started very small uh, in London, only five or six people or so, and I actually started as general counsel of uh, the business unit. And we started the business First, with short-term trading deals, trying to create arbitrage opportunities between uh, in the Atlantic. We then negotiated and made long-term deals, and uh, the business grew. One landmark uh, year was the year 2008, when uh, Suez merged with Gaz de France. 
which doubled the size of our LNG business unit. And I was still a general counsel of the business unit at that time. Then after a successful entry into the Cameron project, I was sent here to represent NG at the board of Cameron, which was very different from my legal role. In the meantime, NG drastically changed its business model, focusing more on the downstream activities. Total Energies grabbed this opportunity of change of strategy of NG and bought NG LNG business units in the summer of 2018, and I joined Total Energies uh, in, in that summer. Since then, uh, I've continued to represent Total Energies at Cameron Board, but we also we have also developed new projects, uh, the project in Mexico, Energia Costa Azul, where I'm also representing Total Energies in the relevant bodies. We are also uh, off-taker of 1.7 million tons in uh, Energia Costa Azul. So all in all, it has been a fantastic experience to join the LNG industry and to see it drastically change over the years and, and to get where we are today. And we'd like to ask everyone who comes on LNG TV about impact and legacy. So when you do look back at your career, what impact would you like to have made? In every project, in every negotiation, you can have two kinds of behaviour. You can either be very aggressive and take as much as you can from your partners based on what you think your leverages uh, are or were. Or you can be more on a listening mode, constructive and open to his everyone's standpoint before taking any position. The energy world is a people's world. So it's, it's a very small community where everyone knows each other. So if I were to look back at my career and the impact I might have made, I would like to be seen as someone who was constructive and open-minded while defending the interests of the company I represent. So this is really the legacy or the impact I would like to see. A huge thank you for John Charles for joining us today. It was great to hear more about Total Energy's transformation in preparation for the energy transition. And don't forget to subscribe to LNG TV and check out all of our latest episodes.